us know when you've been a dick, like you, you're a dick. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't feel good to be a dick. You know, sometimes you do dickish things and you're like, do you know, I did. You know, that was a dickish thing. And then you try and do something to sort of yeah, like, to make up for to it. Make up Recompense, for it. I mean, yeah. I do that sometimes. From GoFounder, it's business knobs. Why is it called business knobs? You might ask. Well, there might well be a few knobs on the podcast, me being one of them. But what it stands for is business, no bullshit. This podcast series is all about the trials, tribulations and occasional successes of starting and growing a business without the Hollywood filter. I'm Eddie Whittingham and today I'm joined by Vic Edwards to talk about standing out from your competitors and why so many people feel compelled to compare themselves against others. It's natural, isn't it, to have a little nosy at what someone else is doing, but who should you even compare yourself to anyway? Will that help you stand out against your competitors, or will it just make you more likely to follow suit? There are a lot of dangers if you get caught up following what everyone else is doing. I spend more time um, trying to find out what people like rather than what my competitors are doing. Because, um, like, for me, what's worked is engaging with people yep. uh, and genuine, being gen- genuine. Vic's been running his business for three years. He made the decision to start his own business following being made redundant with a passion to get more freedom over his own life. During this episode, we talk about our experience of comparing ourselves to others and how funnily even our competitors have then taken to comparing themselves to us. There are a lot of pitfalls once you get into that, and also a lot of positives from forging your own path. Three and a half years ago, um, I was made redundant, um, and uh, I decided that, well, it was either go work for another company or set up on my own. So I thought, you know what, fuck it. Give it a go. Why not? (laughs) Exactly. So uh, yeah, I did that. I had no idea about business. I mean, the only thing I knew was, um, you know, IT, obviously the industry. So, yeah, I remember staying up, uh, staying up with the missus, uh, downloading a, uh, <laughs> um, what do you call it, uh, a business plan. Yeah. It was like literally this thick. Uh, and then we had to fill it in. We're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Because um, <laughs> basically, I mean, I, I always say this to people is that, you know, if you spend literally, let's say, I don't know, a month, two months, you know, filling up, you know, uh, that thick of a business plan and then COVID hits. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You spend all that time doing that. So uh, we sat up, we wrote down like 10 things, uh, what are key to us. Um, you know, the one thing that we knew, well, the three things we knew is that basically you've got, you, you've got your customers, which we had. Um, and obviously we got suppliers and, you know, and ourselves, um, you know, those three set up a business and uh, yeah, it's from day one. It was just pretty much, you know, pretty much go. And um, yeah, I started off as a, <laughs> Um, you know, trying to be like everyone else, um, as you do, because uh, you know we had we had no idea, and then uh, you know down the line we're like, yeah, no one is actually listening, no one is buying, kind of thing. So we thought we'll um, we'll change it a bit. Yeah. yeah, I had a similar start. So yeah. I uh, again, you touched upon the business plan. I think it's a really good point. Like yeah. business plans have a purpose. Yeah, generally that purpose is get investment or get a bank loan. Yeah, they can be useful for people wanting to make a plan of where they're going but generally i think they're mostly shit because similar to you downloaded a couple of examples was like fucking hell it's going to take me three months to write this bloody thing yeah 
Um, so I quickly pied it off, probably through laziness, <laughs> but but I quickly thought, you know, I don't I don't think I'm going to get the value of going into every single detail when truth be told, especially at the start, you don't really know what you're fucking doing, do you? Exactly. So it is good because it gets you thinking about some aspects and like it's probably worth rattling through the format of them so you can see the headlines. But, you know, working out cash flow projections based on an idea that's most likely going to change is a bit stupid. Exactly. Um, but similar to you, when I started my business, I just copied what was out there, really, looked. Yeah. And I think that's probably, I think most businesses do. You do it because it's safe, don't you? Look and go, they're doing it that way. They're super corporate. If I set up super corporate, I'm going to look dead professional. We'll look bigger than we are. That was my thing. Exactly. I called ourselves the Business Fraud Prevention Partnership, which I've said a few times on this podcast, yeah. is probably the world's worst business name. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be hard pressed to find a worse one. But the idea behind that was, oh, we need to present ourselves as super corporate, super big, super trustworthy. Yeah. And I... And you've got you've got us you've always got to say we as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. when it was just me yeah, 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 in exactly. an attic with with the crappiest <laughs> laptop you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid isn't it, but we, it is. but you, you convince yourself when you're starting out that's what you've got to do. You do, yeah, you do, and um, yeah, I mean that that didn't last long to be honest with you. <laughs> that, yeah, that didn't last long because um, you know one of the main reasons was that because when I when I actually started my own thing is that it just felt so liberating. Yes. It just felt that I need to do something that. Um, I've always been told not to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it actually happened that um, I was on LinkedIn and I saw one of Dan's posts and I can't remember which one it was. Dan Kelso. Dan, Dan yeah, Kelso, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, um, I think it was like a massive penis with veins. Uh, <laughs> sounds like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a slider. Um, and and this, <laughs> this thing was about 20 pages long. Um, I obviously I did slide and it was like, wow, this is awesome. But you know, it, it stood out and there was a message at the end of it. But, and I was thinking that is, you know, fair enough. It's a penis. It's not for everyone's uh, taste kind of <laughs> Caption that one. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, so, um, I was like, yeah, so I, I thought I'll, um, I'll speak to, uh, to Dan. Uh, so I, I called, I called Dan. I was like, Dan mate, that was awesome. Um, you know, this is, you know, this is really cool. Um, and I actually asked him if I could, <laughs> if he could work for me. I was like, yeah, um, I don't think you can afford me, mate. And I was like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I was speaking to him and I was obviously telling him what I do and stuff. And it's like, you know, what you've got to do is that you've got to stand out, you know, the, because, you know, what, what you're doing or what most people are doing is basically just trying to, you know, just sound like everyone else um, and no one's going to listen to you. So f literally from that day, I, um, took my website down, took all the, um, or oh, didn't tell you this bit, but, uh, <laughs> so when I did my website, I, <laughs> I tried to obviously make it look like everyone else, yeah. um, as you do. And, uh, I also had some images in there, which were like, <laughs> tried to resemble me. So like a black dude sat down with like laptops and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anyway, so I took all that stuff down. Um, and, um, I got a guy called David, uh, Dave officer to, uh, draw, hand draw these, um, you know, images because yep. uh, that's what I like. And, you know, it was, you know, it was pretty cool. So that, yeah, that got taken down. And from that day, it was basically doing everything the opposite to everyone else. But it, it, it's weird, isn't it? We all go to that safe space yep. straight away and it's probably cause it's, 
safe. Yeah, it's just because you you know you're not going to get laughed yeah. at by doing that. Yeah, you? exactly. Well, Dan's right, you, and it's what I ended up doing with with what was BFPP, but then the defense works was trying to do something that makes you stand out because it is highly unlikely that anyone who's starting a business is doing something unique. You know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of businesses are already done. You're not doing something unique. You will be effectively doing what someone else is doing or more realistically what a thousand two thousand three thousand other businesses are doing yeah, yeah so if you're just going to set up the same color palette or the same messaging you're not going to stand out and you are yeah. going to struggle that's that's like exactly. yeah I, I didn't get that straight away it took me a while to to cut it on yeah i mean unless obviously you're selling like aids medicine do you know what i mean yeah. or covid medicine that cures in like two seconds do you know what i mean but got to be yeah yeah do you know what i mean it's got to be it's got to be something but yeah you've got to stand out so yeah stand out i did you know and the plan was um was basically not even talk about work at all you know post nothing work related um that way people had a reason to find out what i actually did and obviously you know making sure that what i did was on my page then you know they'll contact me so yeah it just in literally from from then it just took off um my business took off and um yeah it's been awesome obviously it helps that you actually get the work done yeah true yeah not quite as easy no, as no, just exactly. uh, yeah doing yeah. the opposite of a brand but. yeah exactly yeah but you, you know you still gotta you know you still gotta be able to deliver um on what you sort of you know promise and uh yeah well, i think that's a really good point because it's almost a given that you can deliver isn't it but attracting the clients in the first place yeah. has to be the hardest bit, surely. It is. It is. Yeah. But I mean, what you tend to find as well um, is that, I mean, one of the things, you know, a lot of, a lot of people or a lot of people who, um, cause my, a lot of my clients come from LinkedIn, yep. right. But what a lot of sort of gurus tell you as well is that you need to be connected to um, uh, people who are ready to buy, not ready to buy. What's the word? It's like, um, your target audience yeah, that's a word yeah. target audience and to me and when i started it was like yeah i need to i need to get connected to all these it managers but what i found is people who have nothing to do with it they actually the people who have actually got me business they're really like you know referring I mean? you on exactly yeah like, they yeah, referred yeah. me it's like oh you know it's like you know oh, i swear vic is awesome you know you've got to use this guy i'm like yeah cheers man <laughs> do you know what i mean and, and that's how it's worked um so if you if you're trying to only i mean i get it you know if you if you you know target your um your audience and obviously all your marketing is towards those guys and fair enough you know you, you've got a pretty good whatever but but then that also means that you're boring do you know what i mean you're because you have those people unless obviously you drill it down to i'm going to target all it managers who like to say the word fuck do you know yeah, what i mean yeah you know that way at least you've got something to play with um not obviously that's a really shit example but you get me do you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. so, you know like it managers who have got a sense of humor or whatever do you know what i mean so so yeah sorry i, I cut you off then no no but you, yeah. you you've got to you've got to attract the audience and it doesn't you don't need to hone in on those exact specifics like for yeah. example with, with go founder yeah. i can hopefully attract people who have started a business and want to grow it yeah but how the fuck do you identify someone who's thinking about starting a business well you don't exactly. they're not gonna fucking put that on linkedin no no exactly yeah, so exactly. it's more about putting content out there it'll hopefully resonate you'd be surprised how many messages i get on my linkedin yeah. that say i really like your content but for fear of being fired i can't 
like it. Because yeah. they. By the way, your website is shit hot. Oh, thank you. No, 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 I'll seriously. tell the company that no, made no, it. Because <laughs> I did. No, no, honestly, like, um, yeah, I spent, I spent, I spent, I spent a few. Um, I don't want to say too long, but a long time on the website. <laughs> but um, I yeah, can't take credit but for it's that. A, no, no, it's it, it, honestly, it is awesome. Um, like anyone who actually does want to start a business, yeah, it's somewhere Seriously. to start. It, it, it's somewhere just it is yeah. it, definitely, definitely. Because um, that's the other thing as well, you know. Because um, when we started, we didn't really know what we're doing. You know, uh, obviously you go to .gov and obviously they tell you this is what everyone else does. Basic, yeah, it is hard. very, very basic. You know, because we we didn't even know that you obviously have to set up the um the company and then obviously VAT registered limited company blah 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 all that stuff you know you need to sort of like kind of understand it what it is you know because the last thing you want to do is get in debt and then lose your house yeah. you know so you know it's one of them things there's so much like admin shit you've got to learn at the start like, yeah and you can be naive to it but you still have got to learn it at some point or yeah. get get the expert in to tell you how exactly. to do it but yeah I couldn't believe when I first set up you know, there's there's almost like the service that you're going to do or the product that you're going to do. That's that's one job. But yeah. the other job is running the fucking business and it learning is. about all the admin bollocks behind it. There's yeah. so much of that to do. Yeah, there? exactly. I mean, like the other thing as well is that, you know, so we had the business ready um, and clients wanted to buy, but we had to wait for, I think it's like a month because our bank account wasn't set up. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the other thing as well. And um, yeah, Yorkshire well, Bank. bank. <laughs> yeah. Well, banks are a nightmare. We, um, so some of the traditional banks like you just mentioned that western co yeah they are exceptionally slow at getting the business bank account exactly. set up yeah there are some of the new wave banks like sterling bank and all those and they're quicker yeah but then longer term they might not have some of the functionality that the bigger banks have so it's a pain in the ass yeah because that just slows the process down and that's everything like across the board everything takes fucking ages yeah like, exactly and, and obviously you, you know you don't because all you want to do is you know start selling but obviously you can't, but you know, you learn, you know, kind of thing. But I wish there was someone to tell you, you know, what you had to do, what you needed to do to obviously start trading. But um, That's what GoFounders are exa- all about. Well, <laughs> no, there you go. Sounds like an advert now. Um, <laughs> so I find it really interesting, the whole concept of com- competitors across the board. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've, I've got a few stories I can share around that. But what's been your approach to sort of dealing with your competitor are you someone who keeps a keen eye on them are you someone who doesn't really focus on them too much or what's been your sort of take on it um i i don't even pay attention to them to be honest with you um like not at all um weirdly i actually focus more on the marketing side of things yeah 100%. i spend i spend more time um trying to find out what people like rather than what my competitors are doing because um, like for me, what's worked is engaging with people yep. uh, and genuine, being gen- genuine. Uh, I don't like using the word authentic because it's um, it's been yeah, it's lost its its meaning yeah. completely. But yeah, I've I've, I've completely not looked at um, competitors. Um, obviously, you need to um, you need to you know, know the ad, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, you but, do. And um, you don't like. So I've got an example of that from my from my line of work. So I set up similar time to a company here in Manchester. And whether or not they were, it's almost like they're obsessed with what I was doing. Yeah. And and truth be told, I wasn't even looking at what they were doing because yeah. I personally was looking at the big boys in the industry with a mind of like, well, if if this business grows like I want it to, 
I a need to compete with them because they're the big boys and they're eating at the table that I want to eat at. Yeah. Or they're going to be the company that's going to acquire mine. Yeah. Whereas like the pissy little competitors that were at my level, at that really low level, like, what the fuck am I going to learn from them? Like, yeah. We're all shit. Yeah. So so what you know? Do you know what I mean? But but it was really strange. And like for example, in my case, this competitor. He put like a bit of a snide comment on one of my posts one day because I'd done like a little gif, a little meme that that did quite well. Yeah. Um, he had a bit of a swipe at that, and I was like, "Yeah." In fact, I replied saying, "Cat competitors play nicely." Yeah. Um, then he stalked my website, and this was a week before we did the rebrand for the Defense Works. This is when I had my very corporate shit website that I'd built myself, and it yeah. was it was crap. Yeah. And he sent me a message at like eight o'clock one night, just saying, "Ah, oh, just been on your website." And your case studies only have about 20 employees between them or something, words to that effect. And I was like, what a fucking weird thing to do. He sat at home at nighttime looking at my really shit website just to make himself feel better about like the clients that he's got. Little did he know we were a week away from the rebrand, which launched a week later where we had like Gusto, Fulham, uh, Fulham Football Club. We had uh, Taylor Wimpy. We had like massive, like decent names. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing what like fair enough like if you want to be that pathetic but you are only fooling yourself like yeah focus on yourself like you like you're saying there like focus on your own marketing and think about where you want to go because if you are so sidetracked by your competitors that's it you're just going to come over yeah. yeah yeah exactly and you lose track and you also lose uh i mean you know there have been times where i've gone like um i want to be aware you know they are kind of thing. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? You need to know. And I need, I need yeah. to, you know, and, and, but then I, I look back and I'm like, the main reason, one of the main reasons of me setting my business was because I never want to be like those people. Yeah. Cause then you need to, um, you know, when you, when I go back to the 10 things that I mentioned, um, is that, you know, they're nothing like what those guys are. Do you know what I mean? They might have like team and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've got things like family happiness. I've got things that don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? On my 10 lists, uh, which they don't have or be different. You know, they don't have that. Um, well, how, unless they do. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But they don't show, but it, they right. don't show but it. How empowering is it to be like, so I'm very similar to you. Like I honestly don't give a fuck what people think. And yeah. People find that strange, but it comes from a probably family. My whole family don't really give a shit about it. We can say anything to yeah. each other and no one's offended, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. But you know, I know deep down I'm, I'm a nice guy. Like I'm not a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an abuser, blah, blah, exactly. blah. I'll be nice and I'll try and help people. Yeah. So I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. But how freeing and empowering is it for you to be a business owner, to be yourself, to not give a fuck what people think. And as I've seen from a lot of your posts on LinkedIn, like you are clearly passionate about your family. And I think that yeah. is so empowering. And that in itself is probably a massive driver for you alone. It, it is. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that's the thing. I mean, um, I remember, you know, even when I was working, you know, for people, I used to look up. I mean, I'll tell you a story, actually. Um, I used to, um, before I did, um, I was doing IT, I, uh, I was in the station industry um, and I was selling, you know, st- uh, stationery. And the managing director at the time, um, he, he used to have a Porsche. And I remember we had um, like some kind of meeting or something down in Birmingham. And um, I remember going to him and just say, wow you know, one day I want to be like you. Um, and I actually, I've still got messages. I contacted him on on LinkedIn and he left. He went to work for, um, I think it was Kingfisher or something. It was yep. uh, quite high up there. Anyway, um, and um, 
I messaged him, um, you know, just saying, oh, basically, I've, you know, I've set up my own company and stuff. Um, he, was, he was a really, really nice guy. I've set up my own company and I don't think I want that Porsche anymore. Um, you know, my, my Porsche now is just happiness. Yeah. And when you sort of look back to the things that, you know, materialistic things that you actually want and if they actually make you happy, it's, it's just so weird. It just, you're, you you actually when you take a step back and actually look what you actually want to achieve and what you actually want um in in business obviously in life as well you know things things change but there's a lot of people especially in my industry who are still the same um you know still doing exactly focus materialistic, materialistic. and you know what they're never happy i've got to say like i am the happiest i've ever been uh i'm like I'm not rich, but you know I can pay my bills. Yeah. And the other thing as well, which I got a bit sidetracked in my brain, but um, is that I remember thinking like I want to be, you know, to be able to go to a supermarket and just pick something up from the shelf yeah. and not worry about yeah, not how much it is. Up as you're going around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 you know, and to be able to be, you know, that comfortable. Yeah. And you know that happy or even you yeah. know holiday if I want some diet coke i'll get some diet yeah coke. exactly do you know what i mean and not going like a, oh i'll know, get the roller coaster. i'll get the do you know what i mean and 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 that and, and that to me was you know so in a way being comfortable and that to me is being successful and that's how i measure my success not because like you know i mean it's nice to drive a nice car and everything but when you think when you when you buy that <laughs> i said this before when you buy that nice car when you have them goals then you, you get to that goal and then what happens is you're not satisfied because yeah. you always want to go above. So you're constantly, do you know what chasing I mean? Chasing that, yeah. yeah you're, you're constantly chasing. I mean, fair enough. It's like, you know, part of life, part of process, but you need to be able to appreciate what you've actually got at that moment in time. So interesting then. So the most valuable thing then, therefore, to you probably is that a, a bit of money to give you that freedom, but yeah. the freedom. It is. It is. It is just being, you know, free. And, and, and honestly, like, I can't stress how much my family actually are uh, like mean to me i mean i know i say it all the time but it is it's just amazing you know being able to you know see my kids and spend time with my kids and not having to ask for permission and not made to feel guilty um because like i want to leave early or whatever it's just yeah i love that um do you know what i mean it's yeah. just it's just amazing and and obviously i've got an amazing wife who just she's just backs me up she's like you know if i tell her i want to do something she's like yeah cool i'll i got your back kind of thing and and and, and that's what you need and it then is. um I, I don't know we'll probably touch on this but um the other thing as well is support because it's very hard um as a business owner you know obviously you do have some really shit times as well you know there, there are times yeah. where like you have someone there to go like oh, of course you are it's like you know you're not you're not you're not losing money you know you're doing quite well you're happy and you know so and then you, yeah it's just having her behind me is amazing because like i said when you get lonely as well um is that most of my friends don't own companies you know they work for other people yeah. so you can't really go to them and start I start to, it is I, you can't start talking to them because it, it almost feels like you're bragging or something but it's like no i'm not i just I really, want someone i really struggled with that when i started because yeah. i didn't I, i've said a few times on different podcasts i didn't know anyone in business yeah um so i've got my uh, my brother-in-law is a tree surgeon um, but other than that, like literally grew up in Scunthorpe in a very ordinary working class family and yeah, didn't, didn't have anyone, even close family friends to kind of mm. 
look at and, and learn about or even ask questions. And I found that the hardest thing yeah. when I started was like, I can't, my mates would help and I, they'd answer questions, but they don't, they don't, their stresses are different to my stresses. Yeah. And like exactly. you said, it's not, you're not going cause you're bragging. It's like some of the fucking stresses are horrible. Yeah. Um, but I found really, really helpful having people around me that could support me. One, similar to you, yeah. I've got an amazing wife. Two was getting into uh, that sort of circle of people where they were in similar experiences. So finding people who were founders themselves yeah. who could at least share those pain points with. So yeah. inevitably when my missus, as amazing as she is, got fed up with me talking shit about business at 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> yeah. I could then text or call so somebody did, else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm really good friends with um, Greg Brooks, uh, uh, Steve as well. Um Sylvan Lockett yep. and uh, Lee. Um, yeah, we, because we, of it, we, we kind of share the same thing. You know, we both, we, we kind of have the same sort of mentality yep. about business, uh, you know, so we do, you know, we, we do chat quite a bit and, you know, try and help each other. But yeah, it, it, you know, sometimes it does get lonely, but I'd rather... <laughs> change it no no i would rather be lonely than uh yeah so interesting you obviously you got made redundant which was your sort of trigger to then start your own business yeah. obviously now the benefit is that sort of freedom and the time with the family which is mega important to you but was that the same driver when you set out to do it like or was it like the porsche and things like that has it changed or was it always that freedom it's always been freedom yeah. Um, it's always been freedom. I mean, <laughs> it's a shame yeah. that money is freedom, isn't it? It is. It, it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously money helps, you know, massively. Um, cause <laughs> there's a lot of things you can't do, yep. you know, if you haven't got it. So, you know, money helps, but it's not, it's not everything. Yeah. I tend to find that when I'm not focusing on actually making money and when I'm just literally trying to be happy, it's when money comes. Yeah, you know that's a good part. You know that, it's, that desperate is that yeah, reeks of desperation. Yeah, sometimes exactly. If you're not you can sense it. Same as like you know when someone is trying to look for a job, um, you know when they're unemployed, it's just you know your your energy is totally different to when you've got a job yeah. and you're trying to look for a job. Uh, it's it's a, you know I think it's um, it's kind of the same. Most people don't know that my mom is Tanzanian, so Swahili right. is actually. Um, but it's my mother tongue. Yeah. So like I spoke, I actually spoke Swahili before I spoke English. Wow. I grew up in Tanzania um, and came here for like college and uni. Yeah. Um, my dad's from, um, from here, uh, from, from Kent. But yeah, so, you know, it's, I've, I've, I've been quite lucky. My, my dad works for United Nations. Yeah. So I've been quite oh, lucky cool. that to travel and, you know, see different parts of the world kind of thing. So it's, it's been, you know, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. But and I, want, I wanted to be a footballer. That's all I ever wanted to do. And how's that I going? I wanted to play football. Yeah, it's not going good. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm still playing. I'm still playing Sunday league. But um, nice. yeah, you know, but it, you know, when you've got a family, it's it's really hard sometimes to uh, you know just take off like half of the day. Uh, yeah, the lads, and because then it's also the session afterwards. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And then you know, the older you get as well, you got to pay for it. You know, come Monday morning, it's like uh, yeah, I still play five side, and it's a struggle five side is worse yeah honestly. i don't know oh sure. honestly no five because like running up and down because it's, it's weird like five aside 11 aside they're two different things honestly yeah. that is i'm shit at both of them oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so yeah i grew I, I grew up in um i grew up in tanzania um and um and i came over so like when i we've always you know come um 
uh, in and out kind of thing um, during holidays and stuff to see my dad's family. Um, but it's it's a totally different world. You know, it's a totally different world to um, to, to how things were um, in, in Tanzania. Because, I mean, obviously, I don't know if we should touch on this, but, you know, things like, you know, racism and stuff like that, which is, um, and obviously sad because, you know, it does exist. Yeah. Uh, but it initially it was our actually i'll tell you this little story which is quite funny but um when i was at, when i was at college uh, i went to um, to bnq i didn't go to bnq i i applied to go work at bnq now my name is victor edwards so obviously i had my name there and um you know sent it out and then it was my interview so i went for an interview and i was waiting there i was like oh um, i'm here to see the manager basically because i've got an interview it's like okay cool I'll go get the manager. So the manager came, her name was Julie, kind of Julie something, but I just remember her first name. And uh, she came, was like, oh, I don't want to offend you or anything, yeah? But I honestly, I was actually expecting a tall, white dude. <laughs> like, I had to laugh though, it was yeah, quite funny, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was quite funny. I was like, yeah, Victoria, I suppose, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, no, it was, it was uh, yeah. But <laughs> it was I was a like, strange thing it, to say. Yeah, exactly, it was just so unnecessary. But um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was quite funny. And uh you know, the, the, obviously, there's a lot of things. It, it's weird because um, there's a lot of things. I know the whole white privilege thing. You know, people talk about it and stuff, um, but you don't really realize. But I saw a video yesterday, which was sort of like a reverse on how, like, um, it was actually an Australian video where uh, all these all all these people uh, were all um, native. Uh, um, what do you call it? Aborigines, yeah. or whatever. And then there was like one white dude. Uh, with ginger hair and basically he was the minority so they were trying to do everything to obviously make him feel comfortable and it was so weird to see the reverse so obviously you know they were like they had this thing like um the white room and stuff like that and i was like that is so weird because you don't really see it i mean i remember work, walking down wakefield um and i always remember this um this woman she saw me coming and uh, she literally moved a purse to the other side you know and i was like Wow, but it is things like that you don't even sort of like really. Do you know what I mean? It's it's sad, but um, it's fucking but, stupid, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, have you had any of that in here yeah. in in the, in the workplace? In the workplace, like in, in the, from um, the business set. Not really. I mean, obviously, you know, you, there's always you know sort of like the banter kind of thing. But I'm one to sort of just being like, yeah, you know, it's banter um, kind of thing. But I think the worst, the thing, there's always jokes. You know, there's always jokes and stuff like that, which is which is fine. It's jokes, but it's jokes that it's like you've always sort of like learned all oh, their jokes, so you're like, oh yeah, funny, so you laugh at it, and you know, I never really got offended, or, you know, offended or anything. But there are things, certain things are, are done or said um, that kind of make the situation worse. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Things like, for example, when I heard apparently you can't sing "Baba Black Sheep," and I'm yeah. like, I've never been offended by that. Never ever been offended by that. But now you've said it, I'm like. Oh, do, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. or like whiteboard, blackboard. I'm like, but it's always been a blackboard. Do you know what I mean? And it's because it, it's a fucking blackboard. Um, and then it's sort of like, oh, and then you get people like, oh, you can't say that. It's like, why can you? Why can you know? Why can people say certain things? It's like because that then makes everything worse. Um, obviously there are things. It, there are people out there who are out and out fucking dickheads. Oh, do you know man, what I mean? You know, and, you know, and, and, and yeah, there, there are, is, um, there are, and, and there is, but you know, I think there is also a lot of things that we as a society just make, you know, make them worse. Um, where, 
everything is fine. And then it's like, oh, you can't say that. It's like, but then I can't tell that person not to say that, not to, to obviously defend me because obviously they're trying to be the good guys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, Puts such you a, in a weird, difficult yeah, position. exactly. So it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? Just walk out. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But um, I've got to say, I've, um, I'll be quite lucky. I've had it football and stuff, which is just like, you kind of go like, oh yeah, fuck it, it's football. You know, it can't no, happen. And it shouldn't happen. Is, no, it but, shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. But it shouldn't happen. But it's just like, uh, oh, you know, you know, fuck it. Um, but yeah, because my, my, my wife is white as well. Uh, I'll <laughs> get to, something happened actually two years ago, which was quite, when, it was uh, literally a year after I set the business. And I was going to a ball in Manchester uh, at Hilton. And um, I went, I needed some shoes. Uh, it's a black tie and I needed some shoes. Um, so went around Wakefield, um, try and find some shoes, couldn't find any. So I decided to go to, um, to Max and Spencer, right? So went to Max and Spencer to go and find, you know, to get some shoes. And the security guy was following me, right? Um, everywhere. Fuck's sake. I was like, here we go. Anyway, so follow me to the, <laughs> to where the shoes were. <laughs> um, I decided, you know what, this is it. So I went to him. I was like, um, have you got a problem, mate? I was like, no. I was like, you've been following me. I was like, no, I haven't. I was like, mate, you've been following me. So, uh, uh, no, no, I haven't. Um, it's like, oh, and then he goes, oh, um, the manager told me to follow you. It's like, why? It's like, um, I, I, I don't know. And this dude started shaking. I was like, this is not on. This is not on. I want to speak to your manager. Yeah, so, so he fucking knows he's in the wrong. Yeah, That's why. exactly. And anyway, so anyway, so I want to speak to the manager. So the manager came. Um, it was like, what's the problem? I was like, obviously explain the situation. Um, and and he was like, well, because you you look like someone who stole. No, no, he didn't say that at first. Actually, I can't remember what he said. Um, and I was like, honestly, I I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it, it's the first time I felt really, really, really small. Anyway, bef actually, before all this happened, I asked her, well, can we go into a room and obviously talk about this? Because this is right in the middle of the shop floor. Yeah, and I was just like, it's embarrassing for pissed. you. Exactly, and I was so pissed off. Anyway. Before all this happened, I asked. Uh, there was a there was a guy there. <laughs> he was he was the stereotypical person who would shop at Max and Spencer. I was like, please, can you do me a favor? Can you just obviously stand here and just be my witness? Yeah. Because obviously, you know, this shouldn't be happening. Um, so he stood there. Anyway, this went on and stuff. Um, I was actually escorted out of Max and Spencer um, uh, because of all this. Um, I also I, I told her like because I. I'm not going to lie. At this point, I was fucking going yeah, nuts imagine, yeah. right in the middle of Max and Spencer and Wakefield. Um, and I was absolutely losing it. And uh, yeah, so they escorted me out. Um, and I went to that guy and I was like, you know, thank you very much. Um, obviously, and everything I was like, and he apologized on their behalf. He said, I'm really, really sorry. I was like, obviously, you know, the reason why you're here. Well, the reason why this is happening is like, and he was like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. It's because you're black. And, uh, you know, they thought you're going to self. I was like, dude, I was actually going there. And one of the things I wanted to say to him, I was like, I can actually pay that security guy's um, wage. Yeah. You know, I have got more money than that guy. And I didn't want to be that vain to say that, but that's how, but do you know it, what I mean? That's almost like, it's almost worse than the overtly racist people, isn't yeah. it? Because it's like, they're trying to like cover it up. And it is because, you know, it, 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 it messes, honestly, I've never felt that law. Never, ever, ever felt that law. Um, and um, honestly, yeah, it was, literally the worst bit i phoned my mom after that I, I phoned actually i phoned one of my mates actually lives in wigan um 
told him he um he actually drove over because i was i'm not gonna i was just never yeah, ever felt like that yeah. before um yeah he came over um you know was, um surprisingly he's white as well totally opposite me he's like tall motherfucker six foot four <laughs> white and <laughs> so weird when we walk it's like <laughs> um but yeah he came over sam um you know kind of chat and stuff but i phoned my mom i told my mom and my mom was just like <laughs> Why you're surprised? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which is well, that, which that, is like that's a damn yeah, incitement, isn't it? Yeah, like we've exactly. We've still got a long way to go, haven't we? Exactly, exactly. It it is, and it, it's it's so so sad. It's so so sad, and because when you actually think about it, is um, it's such a a sad situation to think, you know, because everyone goes like, oh, we're all humans, we're all you know, we're all equal and stuff, but just to actually think there is a divide between, you know, it's uh, sad. But you know what? And that's the reason why I love doing what I'm doing, owning my own business, because you know what, shit like that will never happen. Uh, I'll never ever feel to, you know, I'll never have to like, yeah, feel like you know, in someone control, is, I'm in control yeah, with yeah. everything. And if you ever got someone who you didn't like, you could just fuck them off. Yeah, you? exactly. And, and you know, and I'll never have to, I mean, you do sometimes feel like you're, you're different to everyone else in an office, in, you know, in the office and stuff, or I used to feel anyway, but you know, that was just me. Uh, and it's weird, like it's it's almost like an insecurity being right. black. Do you know what I mean? It's something that you just feel, but you, you just you don't really say anything or you whatever. But now I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. I'm the boss. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, so you know, that's I suppose that's a you know that's another thing as well. But um, so actually, but, yeah. being your own boss has been quite an empowering process as well. Yeah, it has. You know, it has. Um, and it's it, it's sort of sometimes it's weird to know what you're actually capable of until you actually... I think this is really interesting because I think that's the bit people don't realise, do they? And, and that's the exciting bit. Into yeah, it. yeah. Like, until you take that jump, you don't know no, what you're what you're actually capable of. Um, I said to someone the other day is... Um, so I used to work for someone... Um, well, you know, a few companies and, um, you know, essentially I was basically, uh, running sort of like a mini business within a company because yep. that's pretty much what you're doing. I was an account manager or, um, whatever you want to call them, business, um, development, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, all the titles, whatever, but essentially I was doing everything, you know, I was selling, I was doing the customer service bit. I was doing, you know, all the other bullshit and, um, but I was doing that for someone else. The only difference is. I was never given the opportunity to actually show my capabilities, what I'm actually capable of. Because imagine if those guys let me do what I'm doing now in yeah. their company. Crazy, isn't it? I say that all the time. You and know? I, I had exactly this. So I was at you a know? law firm where I had a very unusual background. Um, and I kind of think I'm like, they'd have just harnessed. Yeah. And similar to you, if they'd have just harnessed your talent yeah you'd have ended up building that crazy big business that you've built for yourself yeah. in their business yeah you'd have been poorer for it and you wouldn't have been your own boss and you wouldn't have had some of the things that we've said of exactly how empowering it's been and all that stuff but yeah. they'd have profited from that but they've almost not seen that in you mm -hmm. and more for them yeah exactly you know and, and obviously um and there's like millions of people like myself you know like yourself as well you know and unfortunately they're they're working for the for these shitty companies that so up their own asses, so egotistical, so everything. Um, and it's horrible. Yeah. It is horrible. Yeah, it is. And, it, and I suppose when you set out, you probably didn't realise 
you didn't realize i'm sure no. what you could be capable of no and then even now you're probably sat there and thinking god i you do you know you're yeah. doing really well at the minute like yeah. where can you be in a year's time two years time exactly. five years time yeah it's, it's exactly yeah, yeah so yeah it's a it's a journey and it's a process but you know and you learn a lot as well um because that you know because that's the other thing you know I, I think even within a business i think even if you're working from someone for someone it's important to sort of have a, a basic understanding of you know of a, of a business and how a business is run because you know not knowledge is power yeah you know um and, and you learn things because then if anything happens or if you know it's it, it's just to want for these guys to these guys to actually understand what it takes to actually keep everyone afloat and actually you know to bring money in because you want people to be um what's the word i said not responsible but um ah oh, like self-sufficient or no as in um to basically get a better understanding of the business so they actually feel it um yeah, so they, yeah no no yes yeah, so they've got more they've got more like ownership within the ownership business yeah exactly yeah, yeah so yeah take, sort of like yeah so take ownership so that they actually feel that they're part of that business yeah. rather than just employees or literally just clock in and clock out you know i it sounds it still sounds stupid but i think there are a lot of employees and i was guilty of this that i didn't fully understand that my job as the employee was essentially to make money like yeah. it sounds so fucking obvious yeah but you are you know there are very few businesses that operate like a charity like every employee within a business is there to serve a purpose and that purpose ultimately one way or another is to make money for the for that business and that but and that's not a negative the business is the it's, provider of all the exactly. pensions and the employment and everything else it like is. it's not it sometimes seems to be like a dirty word with like profit and things like that which i which is which is crazy no no i mean it's, it's profit and that's why there's business and that's why there's business in the first place um you know at the end of the day we're all out to make you know to make money um but also we need to understand um or I suppose it's, it's a, it's a two way thing, but the people who own businesses, they need to understand that, you know, that those people are actually people, they're Correct. humans. Well, there is that as well. You so know, actually that's you know, a good so point. It's yeah. A, so it's, it's, a, it's all it's a, good a, making money, but actually don't be a dickhead boss and just it, hoard the exactly. money. Actually do something good with the money. Cause I think that's the other thing that people sometimes miss. I think when you become a business owner, you are in such a privileged position and a position of inverted commas power. Oh, mm -hmm that you need to be humble and graceful and you need to think about what can you do that has actually got a positive impact. Yeah. So for me, my driver with GoFounder is, you know, I don't need that to be a cash cow for me personally. I want that to be, to reinvest and make it the best possible platform I can for people yeah. who are either starting out or wanting to grow their business to help them have yeah. success. And that that's like the driver and, you know, other people it might be a social economic reason, um, in fact, I've got a few ventures and every single one of them have a green attachment to it. So having some sort of impact on the, the world, hopefully, in terms of from a green perspective. And I think all business owners have a responsibility to do that, whether it's just as simple as being a decent boss to your staff and looking after them, whether it's, um, you know, hopefully improving um, the climate, you know, the current climate, or yeah. the economy, whatever it is. But don't be a fucking yeah. money grabbing toss. Exactly. There, there is actually no better feeling um than helping someone yeah and knowing that you've helped someone it doesn't mean that you go out posting saying i've you know helped someone no this but is knowing, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean you, yeah. you you 
don't actually have to do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't have. Well, so a good, good story. I, I, oh shit, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. I'll, if I was talking to you in private, I would tell you the story about yeah. when I wasn't paying myself and I gave my staff all bonuses at Christmas. Yeah. Now I've said that. It yeah. looks like I'm saying it for the yeah. purpose. No, no, no. But, <laughs> but, but, but the whole point with that was like, I, I would, I got more out of doing that for my staff than I did for paying myself because yeah. it meant more to them than it did to me because I was, fully invested in the business, recognizing entirely that they're not um, as invested, but they are employees, but that yeah. will make a big difference to their lives. And, yeah. and my value was by, you know, not taking a bonus myself and reinvesting that in the business, but, but I shouldn't expect them to. So yeah. giving them that value felt, felt you know, good. really good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You, you feel good. And it's, you know, it's weird. I always say about energy and karma and everything else, but you know, these things almost come back, you know, you, you, when you when you feel good, when when you you know everything is like amazing, amazing things happen. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, I mean, unless you're like a like a psycho, you must know, <laughs> right? You must know when you've been a dick, like you're a dick. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't feel good to be a dick. You know, sometimes you do dickish things, and you're like, you know, I did. You know that was a dickish thing, and then you try and do something to sort of yeah, like to make up for to it. Make up for it. Bounce, I mean, yeah. I do that sometimes. I mean, sometimes you know I do dickish things. I'm like, that that was such a dick thing to move to, to do, and uh, you know, I mean, I best going. I don't know, fucking go sweep the yeah, go, <laughs> road go, or something. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, to make up for <laughs> to your, make up for yeah, it. Yeah. But um, you know, you do that. But yeah, there is no better feeling that like knowing you've helped someone, but even better feeling knowing that when you've helped that person, you know, they've gone and done something probably to help someone else or you know but then you kind of see the result on like what's happened to you know that you've done to to help that person and and, and like like yourself I, you know i've helped a few people and like you see that and you're like wow you know they they're doing pretty cool now and that's something that i i probably haven't reflected on much as a business owner and perhaps you haven't but i think you you end up focusing so much on like trying to build your business but actually when you stop and look at what you back into the the system so yeah. the jobs you've created which has benefited not only the people that have got the jobs but the tax that goes back into the system and yeah. you know the suppliers that you've worked with all that little economy that you've created almost yeah. and you have created yeah which is amazing yeah and you've put all that money back into the system which pays for all you know all the Everything good stuff else. that we have in the world yeah and it's yeah it's a bit cheesy it does, yeah. but but it, but it but it, it it's a good thing to reflect upon like you are doing good things by doing that. And if you can, you know, if you, I, I looking back, I'm proud that I made jobs and yeah. you know, give people a decent salary and all that sort of stuff. And people, people should be And that. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good part of being a business owner, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. It's totally. Um, just now I was actually just thinking about the, you know, the peoples and the guy, the people and the guys obviously have, you know, kind of help. And uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I've actually never thought, <laughs> I was going to, I've never thought about the uh, the money back into the system, which sometimes is painful. Yeah, I'm fucking fuming about it. Yeah, yeah, but but to know that obviously you're in that position, um, and obviously yeah. the reason why you're paying that much back is because you're doing well, and it's not understandable. And you know, again, for me, it was never, ever, ever to go out and be a millionaire or whatever. But if that happens, then you know, yeah, fucking so great. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? But you know, it was just being comfortable and just being happy um, and, and, and actually genuinely help other people not saying it actually go out and try and you know and, and try and help people um, 
But yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, that's, that's uh, so weird, actually. I've actually thought about. I'm actually thinking now. It's actually a journey. I've never actually reflected. It is a journey. You know, sometimes. It's a hell of a um, journey. It's yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a journey, but it's been awesome. You know, it's been awesome. I wouldn't. I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. And you know what? I've got no regrets. And um, I, my aim is to never have regrets. That's Mick Edwards, founder of VLAN, an IT solutions provider. So many businesses make the mistakes that we talked about during this episode. Copying what's out there because it's what's safe. But the truth is, you're highly unlikely to have a USP in what you do. So it's important you think about how you think you should stand out. Doing things differently can be a great way to do that. How much attention are you paying to your competitors? Perhaps it's too much. Are you guilty of doing what everyone else is? How can you embrace a different position in your marketplace? Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and you can also find out more about how we're helping businesses get started without the bullshit over at gofounder.com. A special thanks to Vic and, of course, to you for listening to Business Knobs from GoFounder.